You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to another broadcast of Diaconia, a call to service. Diaconia, of course, for all those uh, who have their Greek uh, lexicon with them, uh, is a Greek word for service. It's also the root word for deacon. My name is Deacon Richard Hudzik, and up to the date of June 30, 2022, and looking back about 10 years I've been privileged to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago as Vicar for Deacons in the Office of the Diaconate. And I also get to work and pray with the good people in Westchester at Mary Mother of Divine Grace Parish. And uh, joining me as per usual uh, in the studio is Deacon David Brensick, who is the Associate Director of the Office of the Diaconate. And he also serves as Deacon at Holy Guardian Angels Parish in Brookfield and the Grange Park. Good day to you, David. Hello, Richard and everyone. Welcome. And this is a show the Archdiocese has uh, granted to us the, the, the time on the, uh, on the YouTube channel and on the radio, uh, on the podcast, to talk about the deacon's call to service, not to glorify us, uh, heavens forbid, but rather to walk with our listening audience to uh, display, I guess, some of the things that the deacons are doing so as to have that serve as an invitation for all the faithful to, to walk with us. So it's um, not a show about deacons, but it's a show by deacons. And uh, for today's uh, exciting entertainment, I, I shouldn't be so sarcastic. I'll just, just, just play it straight. All right, we're honored to have with us uh, today Deacon Jim Norman, who uh, on July 1st will be uh, coming in to serve as Vicar for Deacons for the Archdiocese of Chicago. It's an inspired choice. Um, very much looking forward to his leadership. And so we wanted to talk with Jim today about uh, who he is and what some plans are for the office, uh, the diaconate for the good people of the Archdiocese of Chicago. So good day to you, James. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Great. Uh, so you'll be, uh, we're calling the show something about uh, passing on or handing on the torch and like we do with all of the things uh, on this show, it's, it's, we don't want to be inwardly focused, but we want to just talk about the things that we're doing and perhaps suggest the, uh, the passing on of the torch is, is something that each of us uh, will do in the course of our lives, um, always inviting others into uh, sharing that, that walk with Jesus that, that each of us might be embarked upon. So I'm going to turn it over to Dave and let uh, Dave do the biographical uh, inquiry of, uh, of, our, of our first witness today. Welcome, Jim. We're so glad that you're here today. Thank you. 
So, Jim, could you tell us a little about yourself? What's your background, your, your education, your service as a deacon? Yes, certainly. Born and raised in Chicago, on the west side of Chicago. Went to Our Lady of Sorrows grade school, Precious Blood grade school, St. Ignatius College Prep, University of Chicago, and graduated from Northwestern University with a degree in psychology. Married three children. Um, was ordained in 2013 as a deacon in the Archdiocese of Chicago. I spent more than 30 years of my life working in corporate America with Kraft Foods. At one point, we moved five times in six years. I think if I count over that time period, I held like 21 different positions. Can't mm-hmm. hold a job. <laughs> Beware. Um, and lived, um, so lived all over the country and, uh, you know, been back in Chicago now for 16 years. Right. And then... You are uh, you work for the archdiocese currently. Work for the archdiocese as director of vicariate operations um, for vicariate six, working directly with Bishop Perry and the vicariate team there. Uh, been intimately engaged in Renew My Church as a vicariate liaison, as a facilitator in decisions and discernment, and also as a project manager for the new groupings coming out. I should mention uh, after ordination, my parish is Our Lady of Sorrows Basilica on the west side of Chicago. And that, that's joined with two other parishes on the, on the west side. Uh, they were part of the a grouping of the three parishes, uh, Our Lady of Sorrows, St. Agatha, and, and St. Martin de Porras. Uh, the decision was made by the cardinal that uh, Martin de Porras and Agatha would come together as one parish community. <coughs> Excuse me. And there would be no structural changes for Our Lady of Sorrows Basilica at this point and that there would be further collaboration between Our Lady of Sorrows and the new parish that's forming from Agatha and Martin de Porres. Okay, great. They got a name for that? Uh, no name that? No name as of yet. Working on, okay. uh, they're working now on the organizational transition, which will mean a name and then unification of ministries. Okay, good. All right, so we've got you uh, slated to... Uh, I'm slated to leave. I, I, I won't say I won't care what happens after that, because I, I very much do. But uh, my, my term is up June 30, and then you come in uh, July 1st. Uh, I've cleared out my office, so it's ready for you whenever you'd like. Um, so one of the things I thought we would explore today is, uh, again, with the theme of the, the larger picture of transitions in our life, um, but to talk to you about, about some transitions that might be happening uh, with the diaconate and for the church. and. Um, you know, it's it's a tad awkward because um, I'm going to ask you about uh, future directions and and I ask you not to throw the present vicar under the bus, uh, is because you know, like a reign of sanity is about to uh, <laughs> uh, about to uh, be, begin. Um, but you're 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 different from me. Um, you're uh, you know, we we certainly wanted you in as uh, as the vicar with because of your insight and the opportunities we've had to work with you over the over the years. So, I mean, stepping into the office, what do you, what do you see as uh, maybe some initial uh, initiatives or some, some kind of direction that, that, that you might like to take? Well, first, I mean, to start with a big thanks for your 10 years of service as Vicar for Deacons in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And what's most important to me in this transition is that you will be staying on for a period as Associate Director of Ongoing Formation. So we're not losing the expertise, the wisdom, the knowledge uh, that has led so capably over the last 10 years. I think that what will change will be the kind of the time and the context is really important. So 
as we move now from decisions and discernment and the organizational transition of parishes in the Archdiocese of Chicago through Renew My Church, we move into this period of new evangelization. We move into the period of further outreach beyond our parish uh, doors. And so in that, I think the continued leadership and engagement of our deacons, the formation of new united parishes, I think the deacons can play a vital role in that. <coughs> Excuse me. The development of leadership um, and evangelization strategies within parishes and across the archdiocese, I think the deacons and deacons' wives can play a vital role in that. So I think it is at this moment, who do we need to be as a deacon community and who, who do we need to be as disciples of Christ? So that's beyond the diaconate community um, is really the call that we have. And then we need to change in order to be that and to create a future for the church in Chicago. Well, that's good. It, uh, the, the, the phrase uh, reading the sign the signs of the times uh, comes to mind is that it's mm -hmm. it's not a static uh, static institution it's not a static church uh, but things are always moving and yeah that that's a good point to continue to be agile be uh, be nimble in terms of, of meeting new challenges I think that's I think that's great um, do you see the diaconate as uh, as up to the task of engaging in this evangelization absolutely um, up to the task, essential to the task, using the gifts and talents that the men and women in the diaconate community have developed uh, over the years from their for-pay work uh, and their nonprofit work, especially at a time when resources of leadership are diminishing, are diminishing as we think of fewer priests able to serve as pastors. And this is all new to us, this notion of a new evangelization finding new and creative ways to reach out to those who are not currently engaged with the church uh, will take all of us. Okay. And so it's, uh, you, you mentioned uh, uh, the, uh, the numbers of, of priests, and I'm thinking there was just uh, released a couple weeks ago, the uh, uh, USCCB commissioned uh Center for the Applied Research and the Apostolate, I think is what the, the name of the outfit is They're at Georgetown. They do an annual survey of, of the diaconate uh, in the United States. And they, they run through the numbers there. Uh, and uh, depending on how you count active or retired or leave of absence deacons, um, but far and away Chicago has the, has the largest diaconate in the United States and thereby also in the, in the world. So it's... Uh, including our retired deacons, we're about 800. Um, we're slightly more than, we're probably about 60% of that of, of guys who, who remain active. So it's a huge body of, of deacons. Most of them are married. Um, and so to the extent that the wife is participating with, uh, with her husband in, in ministry, you've got, you've got a huge cadre of, of people out there who might, uh, might be able to, to bring their talents to the task. So um, there's a lot of us, um, and as uh, you may have heard me uh, over the course of years <coughs> talking about, just just because there's a lot of us doesn't mean that <laughs> that we're any good. Um, and so the challenge is to uh, is to match that uh, the numerosity with the uh, with the excellence. So I'd, I'd lay that that challenge at your feet going forward. Um, there, there's a lot of us, but we need to need to stay focused um, in developing developing our skills. 
Um, what uh, what would you see as some challenges uh, for us as a as a diaconate? Yeah, I, I think one of the, so always the challenge is that there is so much going on in our own parish community, so much going on in our lives and our families' lives. Um, I think the notion to be focused uh, in what we do, uh, to be together as a community in what we do um, around the strategies of the church at this point in time through Renew My Church, making disciples, building communities, and inspiring witnesses. witness. Uh, it's important that we kind of come together and focus on the very Im- most important things within our parish community and within the archdiocese. Um, we certainly have gone, undergone structural change, but there is a change of heart in this renewal process. Um, and it, call, it re- calls us to look at ourselves, I think, and say, how do we go forward differently? What am I being called and gifted to give at this point in time for the church to make it a better church, not for just me and for those around me, but more importantly for my children, my grandchildren's grandchildren, and those I haven't met? Okay, no, that's, that's fair. Hey, we're, we're not far from a break, and I just want to set up when we, when we come back that uh, you've got uh, a psychology degree, and I, I think that's, that's going to be important for us. So let me, let me back off here, and uh, we're going to come back and talk to you about that psychology degree and the, the busyness of, of all the deacons, all the ministers, uh, all the people in Paris. So let's hang on, uh, listen to these announcements, and then we'll come back and explore that. have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarian fund or call 312-534-7959. Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors 
to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger, to our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways, to our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. Back for the uh, second half of Diaconia, a call to service. Deacon Richard Hudzik joined, uh, as usual, with uh, uh, by Deacon David Brensick, Associate Director, and uh, the new guy on the block, uh, Deacon Jim Norman, who will be coming in as Vicar for Deacons for the Archdiocese on July 1st of 2022. So we're talking to Jim about uh, some of his thoughts for uh, for the future for the diaconate, but more importantly for uh, how the diaconate might be interacting with the, the church in Chicago and the, the church uh, even beyond beyond the borders of, of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Um, so, Jim, before the break, or we were talking about your your background, your your, your bio, you made mention of the fact that uh, your your undergraduate degree was was in psychology at, at Northwestern. I know. You, you weren't a, uh, a clinical psychologist. You didn't particularly practice that. Your, your emphasis for, would you say, 30 years was, was in HR and, and communication with, with people and uh, all those sorts of uh, issues that arise in the workplace. And you mentioned something also about uh, facilitating the ability to say no, uh, that that was a, one of the challenges that uh, that that you could see the, the deacons and their wives might be, might be encountering. It struck a chord with me because one of the joys in my life that I see coming uh, in the days ahead is the ability to, uh, to be with people, um, to be less of a bureaucrat, um, to, to be able to spend more time with, uh, you know, at the, at the wake service or at the funeral or the, at the, the happy events. Um, and a lot of it, you know, I would confess it's my own fault of being um, overly uh, controlling or, or what have you. Is that, you know, if, if, I, if I'm not working, then uh, things are running out of control. So I don't know if you could just speak to and maybe a, a word of advice for, uh, for the deacons and all, everybody who's listening, uh, man, woman, or child. But, you know, coming to terms with uh, slowing down. Uh, saying no when no is appropriate and saying yes when yes is appropriate. When do you, when do you and how do you make time for prayer? What, what wisdom do you have there for us? Yeah. I think um, it, it's a challenge for everyone. It particularly is a challenge for the diaconate community, deacons and wives. We are probably hardwired to say yes, hardwired to be of service. Um, but I think that we need to realize that to be of service and be effective and connected with with Christ in that service, we have to be people of prayer. So um, schedule your prayer. Find a time and a place. It, it, schedule your prayer. Schedule your workout. Mornings works best for me um, as a time to do that and get centered. 
And I know the days are crazy and the days can be hectic. But, you know, sometimes I will, after a morning of prayer, and then I say, okay, God, this is your day. Use it as you will. Use me as you will. Work it out because I can't figure out the double bookings and all that I've got going on. The other thing is I think sorting out the most important thing for the day. I, I'm always uh, called back to the movie uh, City Slickers, and uh, the, the gentleman says, what's the one thing? What's the one thing today that in my role as a deacon or my role as a husband, my role as a father, or what's the one thing that I need to get done today, the one thing that's really important, and to be able to separate what I'll call the really important from the good. In, in, our, in our worlds, we, we're blessed at times to have so many good things that we could be doing, but it is understanding what is the best thing. You know, I started out in psychology as an psych, uh, undergrad psychology with the intent to be a clinical psychologist. I ended up in human resources, and that was a 33-year career, a move from a security guard to a vice president. So uh, I'm clear always that uh, the plan I had, for, this is not the plan I had for my life. It's better than the plan I had. I spent that time in human resources leading organizational change and transformation. And many times we'd have to say, no to things. One of the filters through all the moves and all the reorganizations and the closures and so forth that I was involved with in corporate America, I had to get clear about three things. I'd, when I get lost and confused, I'd ask myself, what matters to my God? What matters to my family? And what matters to my banker? <laughs> and it was in that order. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Through all the confusion, the 21 different assignments, the 33 years of career, the movement from security to vice president, sometimes I had to bring my back, myself back to those critical questions and, and, and simply ask that because I, I wouldn't get it right. My ego, something else would take me away. But I said, okay, so what matters to God in this moment? What matters to God about this decision? Um, how will my family feel about this decision? How will it impact my family? And, th and that was really simple to me, will my family still invite me to the holiday gatherings? Mm -hmm. So is the thing I'm concerned about or worried about, does that matter to them? Mm -hmm. The other stuff I could say no to. Um, and, you know, how would my banker feel about this ultimately? Mm -hmm. um, and everything else I could say no to. And I think sometimes we have to rehearse your no. Mm -hmm. How are you going to say no? Right, let me consider that. I've got some things going on. Thank you for the generous offer. Let me consider it and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we do need to rehearse our nose and prepare for that. Yeah. And that's for, for, for all of us. For all of us. Yeah. For yeah. all of us. And communication is so important, too. You know, we have to talk to our wives. Yes. You know, that's also a huge part of it. You know, she has to be on board with everything we do also. And the wives can be a great filter. Definitely. And have a great sense of perspective because they're once removed. Mm -hmm. Where I think in a, a lot of instances as a deacon... It's to react and it's to say yes and it's to jump in. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see that uh, the the deacons uh, deacons' wives are signatories to the deacons' uh, work agreement, for lack of a better phrase, uh, our covenant with our with our parishes with with the pastors. That uh, and particularly, we'll see it. Um, it's been our experience. I'm sure you'll be seeing it. But the the newly ordained guys um, are on fire. And they will sign up to do absolutely everything. Um, and the wife, in her in her wisdom and good sense, says, "Well, now just slow down. Let's 
you know, one step at a time. So we, we intentionally have the wives as, uh, as, as part of the uh, uh, work agreement. Again, uh, bad, bad term, but the understanding of what ministry is the, the deacon is going to be doing for the parish. Um, and in the church inner wisdom, um, you know, our, our governing documents, the National Directory for the Formation, Life, and Ministry of the Permanent Deacon of the United States, um, emphasizes the role of the wife uh, in the in the life of the deacon, thereby in the life of the church. Um, so, yeah, we've we've certainly got a. Uh, the deacon's wives are part of your new portfolio, um, so that we uh, our ongoing formation efforts go not only to the uh, to the deacon, but also to the deacon's wife and and to the, consider the family. You know, I have to mention the. Uh, it, it's not often that that. The movie City Slickers is brought up in uh, in serious conversations such as this. But uh, was that a, was that like a silent movie, Jim? Or is that <laughs> Go back and it's Curly who said it too. It's a great quote. Okay, yeah. No, when we get confused, what's the one yeah, thing? No, that's what's the one I'm thing? Of course, <laughs> pulling your leg. But you know, one of the it made me turn to thinking of you know your prioritization of of God, family, and the banker is akin to a, a meme that you'll hear in the diaconate about uh, prioritization of God, family, and work. And one of my efforts uh, has been to disabuse uh, not only deacon, but the, the whole Christian world. That's a mighty undertaking. But when we say, well, God first, family second, and work third, and then I do the diaconate, what it sounds like is that the diaconate is for the leftover time. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, that's not what we mean, but that's, it, it can you know, receive that, uh, that interpretation. Rather, God, family, work, and the diaconate are, are one whole. Um, that right. we, we serve our Lord, we serve our family, we serve at work, uh, we serve the church uh, as a servant. Uh, so it's, it becomes all wrapped up into, into one, one notion of, of service, um, you know, if you remember Bishop Gustavo Garcia Sierra, who was was here in Chicago, and down down in San Antonio, but I remember him first uh, bringing that to my awareness about how even at the at the mass, um, the deacon is not presiding; he is there. Even the things that he does are in the role of of being of assistance, um, of of handing things to the priest. Not that he's the he's not the altar server, but it's to model and to emulate um, the notion of, of submitting oneself for the, for the greater good. And I would say we're talking about having the rest of the church look at the deacon, um, but that's, that's a call for all of us. Yes, you know, you know, so, um, well, Jim, you've also, we should definitely bring up that you've done a lot of work with the Black Deacons of Chicago. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you, you know, it uh, was my introduction to the black deacons of the Archdiocese of Chicago, which was where I first considered the diaconate oh. by an invitation by Deacon Davis Fair and his wife to just uh, an informal meeting with the, the black deacons. And, and they shared their story and shared their witness. And so since that time, I've been engaged and, and a part of the black deacons of the Archdiocese of Chicago, which uh, has done a number, they involved a number of activities throughout the year. One of the signature events is the Sunrise Prayer Service in the fall of each and every year, where they bring children, teachers, principals, priests, and deacons from throughout Chicago together to pray for peace and nonviolence and pray over the children for their safety as they prepare to return to school. 
And it's just been <coughs> scheduled for the uh, August August twenty seventh, six thirty a.m. to eight o'clock to eight o'clock a.m. Uh, Oakwood Street Beach. It's always a wonderful event, and it always uh, warms our hearts when we have other deacons, priests, other parishioners from throughout Chicago come and join us uh, to pray for peace because it's something that certainly has ravaged our city. Definitely, violence has. And we just did have, uh, at the same venue, uh, a couple, three weeks ago, uh, a service, a prayer service with the eighth graders of the, the Catholic schools. So um, so I hear the, the, uh, the bumper music, our theme song, if you will, um, calling us to a conclusion. But uh, Deacon Jim, uh, we pass on the, the flame of faith to you, uh, and you and David will be carrying that torch aloft. We invite everybody listening to also... Uh, engage in the same proclamation and evangelization of the faith. So God bless you, Jim. W- welcome. And uh, David, as always, thank you for your, your service. God thank, bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, Richard, for your service as well. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.